The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Hewitt. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Raisa Girona, Chief Brand Officer of Revolve. We talk all about influencer marketing, how to land a job at Revolve, and advice for new brands looking to work with influencers. If you want to hear about all this and more from Raisa, keep listening. Raisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and I'm so glad that you finally have a podcast. First, I think we should tell people the first time we met if you want to tell the story. I love this story because guys, it's uh, the real deal. This is exactly what happened. So I was at Medeo and I walked up to the bar and it's if you're not from LA or not familiar with this restaurant, it's like one of the, my most favorite Italian restaurants. And it's really sad because they're actually closed now, but it's kind of an LA staple. Anyway, I walk up to the bar, I'm waiting for my table and I look and sitting at the bar is Mariana. And I had never met you before Mariana, but I followed you on Instagram and I instantly was like, okay, I'm just going to go up to her and like say hi and introduce myself because I was such a fan. And that's exactly what I did. I went up to you and was like, hi, I'm Raisa. I'm, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and I sat next to you at the bar and I love Medeo so much. It's like my most favorite pasta. If I had a last meal, it's definitely like on the list. And then after that, you invited me to Alliance Apparel at that time. You were like, come pick out clothes. I was like, oh my gosh, free clothes. Because really at that time, it was before there was really like influencer marketing. Like you were really at the forefront of brands giving stuff for free to people and then also working with people. You know, it still makes me kind of sometimes like uncomfortable when people are like, oh, you know, a forefront or, you know, you guys were kind of like the pioneer. I didn't really, you know, at the time, of course, this was years ago, didn't really realize like, you know, what we were doing was so different or not other brands were doing it. To me, it was just kind of very natural to what, you know, was the way of the future, I guess, is to work with influencers or bloggers and who shared a lot of inspiration in what they did in their everyday lives. And I felt like, you know, clothes and fashion was one of those things that played perfectly to that because everybody always wants fashion inspiration or inspiration in general. The easiest way to get it at that point was on Instagram. And so when I, you know, when I found you on Instagram, you were kind of one of those people I immediately was like, oh my gosh, she has such a, you know, obviously you have such great style. I loved how personable and open you are with the people that followed you. And so it was really easy for me to just make that kind of introduction and invite you over because you really fit that kind of the bill of like <laughs> the type of influencer that, that we wanted to work with. Oh, geez revolve girl. I just feel like I was there for like from the beginning and like really saw when you guys first did influencer trips. And I'll get to that in a second. But what I want to ask you first was what were you doing pre-revolve? And then how did you end up like working with Revolve and Alliance Apparel? Sure. I'll try to make this short because I, I feel like it's it can get like long-winded. But back in 2007, I had my own brand. And Revolve was one of my, my biggest customers. And um, so I was a designer and a brand you know, owner, entrepreneur, first and foremost. And that's how I met their whole Revolve kind of clan. And, you know, obviously Michael Mente, who's one of the co-owners and co-founders of Revolve. And my business, you know, within two and a half years of launching it, you know, at the height of the recession, I, I just ran out of money. And 
you know, during this time, like, I don't know what it is now, but when I started a business before, like there was no like raising money, there was no, like, you kind of just had to figure it out. And so I just didn't have a place to go and it was devastating. I had to close down my, my clothing brand. And I always say this line because I, I seriously swear it's true, Mariana, like as if I won a lottery ticket, when I closed my business within months, Michael asked if I wanted to do another clothing brand because he felt like there was still opportunity in the space. And he felt like I was really, I guess, hardworking. And so that's how we started Lovers and Friends. And that launched like the end of 2009, the beginning of 2010. Amazing. So it's really like when one door closes, another opens. And it seems at the time, like it's so devastating, but for you, there was a bigger opportunity. For sure. And, you know, obviously at the time I, I didn't know that. I didn't know what it was going to, was going to, what was eventually going to transpire to. I just knew that, wow, what an incredible opportunity. I obviously learned, a, you know, so much from having my own company and failing and to not have to kind of invest in a whole new clothing brand, I thought was such a, just an incredible opportunity. And that was really what it was. Michael was like, listen, you don't have to put in a dime, but you have to do everything. Cause I have a full on other job called running Revolve. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's dope. Like, let's do it. And so, you know, I, I really, obviously lovers and friends was, was, was kind of like my first child in that sense and helped build that brand. And then in 2014, Revolve officially acquired uh, Alliance Apparel, which was the company that we ultimately decided to call it because at that time of uh, when they purchased the company, we already had three brands. So we first started with Lovers and Friends and then NBD and then Tula Rosa. And that's really when when Revolve acquired Alliance Apparel, they were like, you know what? You've been doing kind of a lot of this influencer marketing stuff. Do you want to take a stab at it? you know, and do it for Revolve since you've already been doing it for these three brands. And I didn't go to marketing school. I didn't go to business school. I didn't go to fashion school. I just, I went to, you know, uh, UC Irvine. I had a political science degree and I was really nervous. Like I just was like, you know, Revolve is a pretty big company. Like I didn't even know if I could do it. But the fact that they believed in me and really down to try new ways to market I thought was super duper exciting. And so in 2014, I basically took over all the the marketing for Revolve. And, and that was kind of Amazing. The, the, the beginning of everything. So at the time then, Alliance Apparel got acquired by Revolve. You had three brands at that time. And so that really is what started Revolve having its own in-house brands, right? Correct. Yeah. And that was, you know, I always have to give Michael a lot of credit because I think from a, a business standpoint, he always kind of had this master plan that for Revolve to continue to evolve and also, you know, obviously have great margins and just really separate ourselves from, you know, the bigger guys and even, you know, like a shop bop or obviously like a Nordstrom's, like it was essential to have our own brands. And that's exactly what, what happened. And so now we have, I can't even a lot. Keep count. I think there's 25. Insane. There's 20, yeah, 25 or 26 brands that we own, operate, design, and manufacture, and then and then seemingly obviously market as well. So the brand marketing team that I oversee at Revolve is is really dynamic in that way because you know Revolve really is the motherland. Obviously, it's you know a, a huge chunk of our business, 
And then under Revolve is the 25 or so brands that we you know, really market. And then we obviously have our sister site called Forward, which is True Luxury, and then Revolve Beauty. So if you think about it, we're really kind of supporting 28, 29 different companies under this kind of brand marketing umbrella. Mm-hmm. And what is your title now and what are your responsibilities? Oh man. Okay. Everything. So, um, <laughs> everything. Um, I'm the chief brand officer, which is my official title. And I really oversee kind of everything that's customer touch point for a potential consumer. So obviously everything that is social media, all the content that you see on Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, all of our influencer marketing. So all the uh, influencers that we work with, we've really built that network from the ground up and we manage, you know, all of this in-house, which is something that I'm, you know, particularly proud of. And then we have obviously our events team and activations team. So if you've ever seen like Revolve Around the World or Revolve Festival, all of that is also done in-house. We have a, you know, kind of traditional press. So if you see anything kind of like on Who, What, Where or Vogue or et cetera, or even Forbes, that's through the press team. And then we have a business development team who is really trying to find really great companies to partner with on really awesome ideas. So, you know, you saw maybe Revolve on The Bachelor earlier this year. So that was really our business development uh, team who went out and figured out how to work with with that show. When Palms, the hotel was open in Vegas, since obviously the lockdown and COVID has happened, they made that partnership happen. So again, really kind of brand elevating uh, companies. And then what else do we do? Everything. <laughs> I feel like Revolve that's, Awards. That's there's Revolve Awards, Revolve Festival. You guys were going to do a cruise this year. Like if there's an opportunity, you guys are doing it and like doing such an amazing job. Yeah. Thank you. And then actually the last one, because, because it's so involved with like Summer Fridays and stuff too, is we have a partnerships division under brand marketing. So that's led by Sharina and she's wonderful, but her and her team, what they do is, you know, they'll obviously onboard great brands, whether it's a beauty brand like Summer Fridays or, you know, Nike or Levi's and really trying to put together, you know, a marketing plan that continues to fuel, you know, that business as well as, uh, you know, ultimately revolve. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's a lot, but it's so fun. And there's always so much to do. There's always so much to do. And I think there probably is no like typical day for you because I'm sure it's like you have the um, emergency stuff that comes up every day and then the stuff you have to do every day. But if you have a typical day, what does your day look like in quarantine? Are you pretty much like on Zooms all day long? Yeah, I'm on Zooms all day long. I probably average about nine to 10 Zoom calls a day with Friday being kind of my lightest days, but Monday to Thursdays, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty slammed. And I start my day at like 10 and I'm usually done by five. Sometimes when it's really busy, I'll have like back to back 30 minute meetings. But, you know, a lot of, you know, because I oversee kind of call it eight departments within the brand marketing team, I'm always touching base with those um, department kind of owners and making sure that there's projects that are obviously getting done and pushing things forward and, you know, planning for 2021 is kind of where my, you know, where our heads are at. And and it's challenging because I think if there's one thing that we all learned this year, it's like, you just never know what's going to happen. You kind of have to have like kind of a plan A, B, C, and D because you just don't know kind of 
what the scenario is going to be, you know, come next year, if we have a vaccine and everybody gets it, like, great, we're going to kind of go back to, you know, our, you know, quote unquote, usual programming. If it's just some parts of the world, then what does that look like virtually slash in person? I mean, there's just so many different things to plan now with such so much uncertainty that it's definitely a lot more work than than usual. And I and I'm sure you're I'm sure you're experiencing that too. Hey mamas and mamas to be, I wanted to share a special Summer Fridays product with you, our brand new Baby Moon Belly Balm. When my co-founder Lauren was pregnant with her son Evan, she started dreaming up a formula for her ever-changing body. Now that she's expecting her second child, she's finally perfected a belly balm that I wanted to tell you all about. Lauren wanted her dream product that was clean, effective, and of course, pregnancy safe, just like all of our other Summer Fridays products. Our Baby Moon Belly Balm can be used daily and has a calming scent with an ultra-nourishing buttery texture. It helps ease the feelings of itchiness and irritation that come with being pregnant. It has a blend of nourishing oils for maximum moisture, ideal for dry, stressed, and stretched skin. And even if you're not expecting, it makes for a beautiful all-over body balm. You can get Baby Moon Belly Balm exclusively at summerfridays.com. Hey guys, it's Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking. And seeing as how we've all got a little extra time on our hands at home, um, hello, social distancing, let's get down to business in the kitchen. Come hang every Monday while we talk about all things food and I answer your burning questions about cooking, ingredients, swaps, tips and tricks, etc. I'm also gonna be highlighting super rad small businesses and we're gonna be learning about other incredible makers in the food world and who even knows what else. Anything's fair game in 2020, right? What's Gabby cooking in the wild? Here we come. I don't know how far in advance you guys are designing, but if you're thinking about still being in quarantine and people staying home, are you shifting either the buying of revolve.com or what the in-house brands are designing to be like more cozy clothes and like wearable clothes at home if you can shift it that that quickly? The short answer is yes. I mean, we shifted a lot of our buys, you know, when stay-at-home orders happened back, you know, in March and obviously bought heavily into loungewear and activewear, et cetera. But we're also seeing, uh, you know, our customers kind of, you know, going back out again. And, and maybe even if she's not like full on, obviously out and about, she maybe expanded her quarantine circle a little bit more. So she might be seeing a couple of her friends and is, you know, buying dresses again and just kind of more dressier items. But, you know, for next year, it's, it is, again, challenging because we don't know the state of the world. So I think we're kind of just trying to find that balance of, you know, being nimble always and forever, but also making sure that we kind of have our bread and butter, you know, pieces that our customer will always come to revolve for, you know, regardless of what's happening in the world. Absolutely. And you talked about eight different departments of people who report to you. What are some of the jobs that are available or what kind of people or roles are there on the brand marketing team? Sure. I mean, this is a great question. Thank you for asking because we're actually hiring. (laughs) Oh, amazing. That was one of my questions. (laughs) Hiring a ton of people. And right now, one of my key hires that I'm looking for is kind of a head of content or director of content. Again, you as an influencer, you as a brand owner and a brand builder, there's just so many different platforms that you have to be active on. And, you know, I always believe in, you know, getting on a platform only when you're ready to, you know, I think there's this kind of energy to always be like, I think there's a huge bonus to be the first at doing something, but I also feel like don't be the first at something if you don't even 
know what you're doing, if you don't know what the plan is, if you don't have the right staff to do it, just to overwhelm the team and then other channels suffer. So, you know, one of those kind of like platforms is TikTok. You know, we waited purposely because I think when TikTok launched, there wasn't a lot of fashion-focused content. I didn't know how to sell. Ultimately, listen, I have to sell product. <laughs> I'm selling I'm selling the dream, you know? I'm selling inspiration and I want to inspire customers. And when TikTok first came out, I mean, it was incredible. It was amazing, revolutionary, all those things. Super fun, super raw. But I just didn't see enough influencers and content that could really speak to our brand. And so now, you know, looking at, you know, who's on there, like, this is perfect timing. It's, it's wonderful because now you have so many people like yourselves that are obviously have, you know, kind of uh, been able to shadow, you know, multiple platforms. You also have TikTok native influencers that are fashion focused. And now I feel like we have a really great idea and a really great, great playbook and a host of influencers that we can really tap into. Whereas two years ago, that wasn't the case. Head of content position is, is really, really big because surprisingly, we've never really had a person that was just dedicated to really looking at every single channel, you know, producing all this type of content, whether it's obviously feed, short form, long form video. It's so funny because on TikTok, I see people applying for jobs places and the job is like TikTok related and they'll make a resume, basically a TikTok video and like have it go viral. And then they show that to the you know, potential employer. And they say, this is what I did. I made this video for you. And it really shows the work instead of just saying on a piece of paper. So I think being like a self-starter and showing what you can do, either building a social platform, have an Instagram that's like aligned with the place that you want to get a job or showing examples of TikToks that you're actually creating yourself. Those are such great value adds when you're applying for a job. So even if you don't have the experience, you can show that you can do the work. Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the honestly key things that I look for in any hire is, you know, someone that is flexible because I think roles and projects and things can shift so quickly, especially in this day and age. Second, absolutely is being a self-starter. I think that that will get you so far in terms of like really, you know, figuring out what the next steps are or just suggesting potentially what next steps are, suggesting any type of like really good ideas. And I think for me, the one most important factor is willing to learn. I think a lot of times when I meet somebody and they're very set in their ways or, you know, they're not willing to kind of, you know, pivot or, or, or learn from their peers, learn from me or whatever, I think it's kind of like a big red flag because willingness to learn is just kind of this beautiful, like, thing that everyone should want to do. And especially at work when, again, what we do in terms of social media, influencers, trends, et cetera, move so fast that that needs to be, to me, kind of like the most important thing that I look for. And then if people want to apply for jobs on Revolve, do you guys post the job listings on your website or LinkedIn? Yes. So we're both. We're very active. And and specifically too, when we do kind of social media brand marketing positions, we do post them on our social media channels, on our Instagram stories. But we currently have, you know, multiple positions open. Uh, aside from the head of director, we are actually looking for a specific TikTok creator slash kind of influencer recruiter. We are also hiring for a beauty coordinator. So if you really love um, beauty, our beauty business has grown exponentially this year. And so we just want to get more help with that, you know, with content and, and really growing the Revolve Beauty channel. 
And then we're always hiring in the influencer relations team. That's the biggest team on um, on the brand marketing team currently. You know, that's again something that I'm always really proud of because, you know, seven years ago there was no influencer relations team. Like I was the one that was going up to influencers like you, being like, "Hey, do you want to like come and get clothes?" You know, and so to see you know see that department really blossom. You know, we manage you know call it seven thousand influencers right Insane. now. Insane. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we built a proprietary system where we manage all the influencers. So we really obviously know kind of high level what, you know, what their engagement and metrics and all these things are. And, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty remarkable. (laughs) Yeah. There's a science to it too. And so I think as an influencer on my end, if you guys don't know what an influencer manager is on my end as an influencer, it's someone who emails me about upcoming events or gifting opportunities. Um, If I'm doing a partnership with you guys, we coordinate on the content, what goes live, the Instagram story frames, the products that you guys are trying to push. And then when I do, you know, we coordinate on the items I'm sharing and then you guys send me like links so that you guys can track the items that I'm pushing. And so there's so much work when you see like an Instagram story go up and a swipe up link, there's like probably 10 people who made this one story (laughs) frame possible. And it's the work of so many people to have it up. And so two things that I want to ask. One, when people are applying for these jobs on revolve.com or wherever, is there anything they can do on their resume to stand out? Because I imagine there's tons of people applying. Obviously, I think experience and just knowing kind of what revolve is about is is really important. I think, you know, I've experienced, uh, you know, many times when I would interview people that they kind of just like want to work at Revolve because like they want to travel, which is great. Like I think that that's, you know, of course, one of the perks of the jobs, but it's, you know, it's not like the most <laughs> important question in, in an interview. And sometimes that that's the first question people ask me and, and it's an immediate kind of, oh, you know, because, uh, there's so much work that goes into everything that we do. And trips is kind of like a, you know, it's a reward. Like you're just, it's not an obligation that a, that a company like Revolve has to people that work on the Revolve brand marketing team. But I always like love it when someone, you know, puts together, like actually recently somebody sent me a resume and with their resume, they put full on, did like a deck of all these ideas that they had and suggestions and like, I was so blown away because one, it was like one of the very few times, I think that's only has happened twice where someone really took the time and the deck was beautifully designed. It was thorough. It was thoughtful. And they, it just really proved to me that this person has done their homework and beyond that has been really thinking about how they can be impactful to our, to our strategy and our business. And so I immediately took that that interview. I reached out to her personally. And I said, I, I really want, thank you so much for this. This is great. Like, I really want to meet you. And she's, you know, kind of moving on in the application kind of process, but it's so competitive now. But I do think that the good people that really have passion and understanding about a brand put a deck together. And it doesn't even have to be like so long. If you have some ideas already that you think could be beneficial to this company, why not share it? Like, don't hoard your ideas because you think, Like, you know, I think sometimes people are like, I don't want to share it unless I'm hired. It's like, share it because that could be kind of the key to get in. And if it doesn't, maybe it wasn't the right fit anyway. 
if they don't think, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think the same kind of went for us. It was different, but it was two people in social on summer Fridays and they both went out. They took an entire grid of photos. They didn't just find UGC online. They took original content, planned an entire feed, made like fake Instagram stories to show like what a summer Fridays feed and content could look like. And that's so above and beyond. And I think you can visually see the eye of what somebody has. And so if those things catch my attention when we're looking at resumes and considering people to apply. So I think that's such great advice to stand out in a sea of people. For sure. And I love that. I mean, exactly the exact example that you just said, again, this has happened like, you know, for the beauty coordinator position where they did the same thing. They've shot content. They did, you know, the, the, the flat lays like to really just show what, you know, what their vision is and how, again, they can contribute positively to a brand. So, and I love, you know, the summer Friday speed. So I think you guys did a great job (laughs) in hiring whoever. You know, I was just asked recently, like, what's the one thing that you miss the most about, you know, about Revolve? Because it must be like, you know, traveling, which it is kind of, but I really miss my team. Like, I really miss seeing them. You know, we've obviously have grown very close to one another because we do spend so much time together. They do so much and they're so hardworking and so creative and and truly the brand wouldn't be here and I myself wouldn't be here without their you know their their feedback and their support and and really their commitment to to our vision. I want to ask too I know a lot of people want to be a Revolve girl and they want to get you know seen by Revolve brand marketing team. What advice do you have for influencers to get on their radar? I I would say the best way probably is to like buy Revolve stuff and tag them because you really are always looking for UGC. You're looking for who's wearing your stuff so that you can repost it. And the more you show your content wearing the brand, I think the more you get on their radar. I mean, Mariana, exactly. I feel like you really took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I think that, you know, that goes for any brand that you want to work with. You know, this is very kind of in the same vein of wanting to apply for a job, right? Like, how do you attract an employer? How do you attract a brand that you want to work with? Is like, prove to them that you want to be a part of their community, that you represent what they're about, that you're really proud of what they're about. And I think, yeah, is it like a, you know, a small investment in terms of, you know, buying the clothes and stuff, but I do think that it it ultimately pays off. And most of the time now, the way we're finding a lot of the influencers that, that you were speaking about is exactly through that. It's like, oh, wow, this person, I mean, you know, I, not, not giving away too many trade secrets and, and not that no one is doing this, but, you know, we'll run like every court, like every quarter, like who's tagging us the most and are we work? Yeah. Are we working with them? Are we not working with them? And wow, let's send a personal thank you. Like, let's make sure we're gifting them. I mean, and they're so happy when we say, Hey, welcome. Like, we really want you to, you know, be part of this. Like, here's whatever, like it's, it's to me still one of the coolest things when, when someone feels so much gratitude for for being part of the Revolve brand. And, and that's something that I just still love to like see all the time. When did you first realize the power of influencer marketing? Like, how did you know it was, I mean, like you said, you didn't know at the beginning, but how did you have an idea it could become so big? Well, I think there were kind of like little nuggets of information that we were on the right path. I would say like after, pretty immediately after the I mean, within the first trip that we did, like the when we first launched Revolve around the world, everybody was talking about it. And I was like, okay, we're on to something. And obviously, you know, as we continue to do the trips and as we continued to host parties and continue to work work with, you know, you know, all these influencers, not only did we see our Instagram kind of following grow, 
but we really started to see other metrics that, you know, we weren't really thinking as like the first and foremost, most important KPIs. So whether that's traffic, obviously, ultimately sales. For us, our approach always with influencers and brand marketing was, hey, let's get the word out there. Let's just get the word out out there. Let's target the right people and see what happens. I think now so many people and so many marketers are always wanting to connect every single post with a transaction. I just don't function that way. I think like, yes, if you can do that with, with, with every single post, every single IG stories, like let's do it. But I always look at that as kind of cherry on top. Let's just get like... I think influencers are, are, are magazine ads and billboards, like these wonderful, beautiful billboards and, and editors, right? And so like, let's get the word out and then see what, what transpires. I think now, again, it's, it's developed so much where everybody wants like every single transaction from every single post. And I think it'll happen. And for us, that's exactly what happened. But that wasn't what we were set out to do. We just wanted to really build a community and build a brand that people wanted to be a part of. And we knew that ultimately sales would follow. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question, which was like, what is, what do you see as success for influencer trips and marketing campaigns or how do you measure it? Or are there different goals based on like per person? Because I imagine like different people all bring in different things and then combine it like is the big marketing goal that you need to hit. Absolutely right. Every kind of trip or activation that we do, even though it may feel and look the same to to a consumer, there's really a lot of, you know, feedback and thought that goes behind it. You know, for instance, like three years ago, we went to Thailand for a January trip because we were seeing that our customer was buying swim earlier. And that trip, we were after that trip, we were like, wait a second, it's too soon. Our customer didn't buy that much swim. And so the following year, we went to Japan and we were like, you know, what's cold weather, but not like too snowy. And so Japan was this perfect backdrop to do that. And then when choosing the influencers, we also want to make sure that we're working with influencers that, you know, naturally was wearing sweaters and outerwear and, you know, et cetera. So you don't necessarily want to work kind of with like a more swim oriented Mm -hmm. influencer. And so really always trying to choose kind of the right people for the right location. But, you know, we always look at, of course, impressions and engagement that we're getting and then, you know, traffic. And then obviously, again, ultimately kind of sales. And and we'll, you know, historically have always seen a spike anytime we do something really big. And obviously, most notably, it would be like Revolve Festival where, you know, internally, we really refer to it as our Super Bowl event, just because <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons. I mean, one, just because of the scale of it, but our customer really invests a lot of time and energy into festival. Like she starts shopping in March. She really puts her looks together. She's really committed to like making sure she's in the desert and in the desert with really great outfits. Yeah. And what's funny is like, I feel like it was harder to get into Revolve Festival than Coachella. And I think I went like three years in a row with you guys and people were texting me like, how do I get in? Who do I talk to? I'm like, I don't work for Revolve. So I'm not sure how to help you. But I feel like all of the girls, like everyone was trying to get in through somebody. And it's just truly like so much fun. You guys have like the best people and it really is such a 
was such a great time. And hopefully in the future, we can go back to that. Me too. Yeah. So we can hopefully we can go back to that. And I've been with you actually on three of your birthdays in the summer too. Three birthdays in a row. I'm going to laugh because, you know, the last, this last year in, in Quick Smala, I was like, guys, I can't have another birthday at a Revolve summer. Like I'm done. And then this year we don't have it. And I'm literally <laughs> crying. I'm like, I will never, I promise I'll never, ever, ever say that I don't yeah. want another Revolve party. Like don't even wish too hard for it. So funny. It's so funny. Like I really build like the best memories with you guys. And I think there's two things. So one with Revolve, yes, of course you guys are gifting stuff to people and you work with girls, but like you guys are truly like our friends too. And like, we've known you guys for so long and having that influencer role where people are managing the girls, like there's one girl that's been there forever, Kelsey, and I've known her for so long. And if there's anything I need, I know I have that person and it's not just a work relationship. And I don't think you can buy that. Like it's a genuine friendship where like, I'm in another city with someone and I like actually want to hang out with them outside of like work time. And I think that's what makes Revolve stand apart from so many other places is because it's not just a transaction. It's like a genuine relationship. Well, thank you. That means a lot to us. And you know, that's really how for me, like how, again, it all started even with my story with you, you know, I just was a genuine fan. And so I wanted to, to, to reach out to you and just wanted to meet you. And I think, you know, I just want to quickly touch on Kelsey too, because you brought her up, but you know, to circle back to hiring and stuff. But Kelsey's one of those very special people. She now runs our entire uh, influencer relations department. And what's so cool about her is she started out as a assistant. This was her first job out of college. And now she's a director and she has like, I don't know, a massive team that reports underneath her and is managing a you know, pretty substantial budget. And she's just killing it. And so I think, you know, she's one of those people that just, you know, kind of checked off all those boxes about willing to learn, working hard and being a self-starter. And, you know, six years into it, she's, she's a director. Amazing. I love that people, I've really seen so many people grow in their career there. So they really do have the opportunity. Like if you're putting in the work, you can move up within the company. And I love that about Revolve. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and I'm sure as you know, like as a business owner, that's that's what you want too for some of these people, like for all of your people. But you know what I mean? The people that really are genuinely committed to the company, you want the best for them and you want to help them grow and achieve their goals. And, and that's something that I, I think about honestly, really, really often is how do I continue to, to inspire and elevate the team so that they continue to fulfill you know, their dreams and feel fulfilled at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you guys are really like the the people that do influencer marketing the best, but a lot of people don't have a budget. So if there's a brand who wants to start either working with influencers or gifting to them, but they don't have budget to necessarily pay people, what do you recommend they do? I think you just have to be upfront and honest and really target the people that you think would like your brand. I think there's so many different types of influencers now for so many different types of brands. And I think taking a really big kind of step back and, you know, plotting your top kind of maybe 100 influencers that you think really can represent the brand and writing a really nice note and saying like, Hey, I'm a startup. You know, I don't have that much budget, but we have a really great product for you. I think, you know, you're one of the people that can be, you know, representative of of what we're trying to do. Here's what we're about. I would love to send you something. And then hopefully, you know, they'll accept that and, and don't expect like that they're going to do a whole post for you. You know, I think like that's another thing that, that even I myself can, I'll see in my DMs is like brands will be like, Hey, if I send you this thing, you need to post something. It's like, take it easy. (laughs) Let's do, let's do like one step at a time. 
I think, you know, just start off with an introduction and then, and then see kind of where that goes. But I think having kind of what your brand DNA is and matching it up with, with kind of the right people to represent, to represent your brand. And then just being upfront and honest and, and, and nurturing that relationship is going to be really helpful. Such good advice because I think people are trying to get their product out. And so if you don't have enough inventory, maybe order like a little bit extra and allocate that percentage of inventory for gifting and know like it's really a numbers game. Because if you send it to 100 people and one of those people are really big and only that one person posts, it could make such a difference. And so not having expectations when you gift to people either. 1000%. And I think, again, this goes back to just like, slow down and just like, let it build. You know, I think everyone is in such a rush, which I, I could see and, and, and understand because you see a brand that's like, you know, whatever, a few months old or X months old. And, and they're just like blowing up because they have this really great kind of influencer strategy. But I also think like letting it just develop and, you know, put in the time and put in the work. And if you have great product, honestly, people are going to love it. Like that's another thing that I, that I actually want to say is like, before you even reach out, make sure you actually have a good product that you're really proud of, that you really, really want to put out there. You know, you have kind of this one chance. And I think if an influencer or whoever, most importantly, customers uh, love your product, they're going to naturally gravitate to it. If again, it's something that they, that they love. I know at Revolve, you guys have a lot of your own in-house brands. And then recently last year, you launched two influencer brands, which is Ami Song and Camilla's brands. What made you guys want to start working with influencers to create their own labels under Revolve? I mean, that's kind of always been, to be honest with you, like our, our game plan is to build brands with kind of a marketing engine or slash face, you know, and behind it or however we want to say in front of it. Because as you know, it's really, really hard to, to start brands, right? From from scratch. But, you know, with with the influencer brands, it was actually also quite a natural progression because with those two influencers specifically, you know, we've been working with them for such a long time that it was kind of like, okay, what's next? Like we obviously know that our customer resonates with them. We know kind of what products, et cetera, they're able to, to sell. It was like kind of a natural next step. We're definitely going to do more Amazing. <laughs> without, without saying too much. I think like that's the exciting part too, because there's just so many different, again, types of influencers that we can work with. Um, and that's one of the most like exciting things to me is continuing these types of partnerships. What makes you excited that you see on social now? Like for me, I get so excited by, cause it was millennial for so long and now it's really all about like Gen Z and the Gen Z girls have crazy engagement. I'll look at their pictures and they have so many likes and comments. It's crazy. I mean, I'm, I feel just like old because there's just so many new influencers, but you know, that's really what the, the influencer relations team is for is to continue to educate me on, you know, up and coming influencers, ones that I need to be, you know, watching, following, you know, whether it's on TikTok or, you know, a YouTuber that's just exploding or, or, or whatever. So, so I really, you know, look to them for a lot of guidance on, you know, who's who, who's in now, et cetera. But I mean, in terms of like what's exciting, there's just, there's so much. I feel like brands like Summer Fridays is exciting to me because, you know, yes, you've been launched for a couple of years now, but I still like love 
the, all the send outs that you guys do. I think it's like so creative and you've really figured out a way to stand out, you know, even as a kind of, you know, a beauty brand in the space. Like I still feel like you're continuing to do more and explore more. So I really, I love that. I also love how people are just significantly, or it feels like significantly more open and not as perfect and kind of just, you know, being more, I guess that's the perfect word, just being more open and saying like, Hey, this is me, or I'm having a bad day or like, sorry, like I didn't want to post for this many days or, you know, I think taking that, the, the customer and the fan through that journey has been to me like a welcome change on social, especially of course on TikTok where it's, it's significantly more raw than, than Instagram. I love TikTok. I'll open it. And then all of a sudden an hour has gone by and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still scrolling. I know, Marianne. I actually was telling, it's funny. I told the team today, I'm like, listen, I need to like not be on TikTok because I'm the same way. I'm like an hour passing by and I'm like, I can be on it forever. And so I try to like stop myself to, you know, so that I'm not like, I'm not on it all day long, but it's, it's so fun. And there's just always somebody, I think, again, one of the things that that's so cool to me is like, even that guy, I can't even remember his name, but the, you know, the guy that was like on the skateboard. He just bought a house. No, I know. I saw it. It just, it made me so happy. Like just to be like, wow, this guy, like he just was being creative and just found you know, just found like this great platform and he bought a house and moved out of like, you know, I think he was living in a trailer and I'm, I just was so happy for him. And this mm-hmm. is happening to like so many people around the globe. So, you know, it's kind of like the new take on the influencer and, and I love it. I love it too. And if you're a, an aspiring influencer, you're starting out, get on TikTok because the growth on there is crazy. If you go viral a few times, you can gain followers so much easier and then plug your Instagram and your other social channels. I've seen so much like the girls who get really big on there, they cross promote their Instagram and then their Instagrams are starting to grow so fast. So it's definitely a platform to get on. I want to ask, what is some of the best career advice you've ever received? Don't feel like you have to know everything. Because this is really when your team comes in, you know, I think when I was younger, I don't know why, maybe it was just my ego or wanting to prove myself to, I don't know, to whoever that I was like smart or like, I don't know what it was. Um, My young age, I, I really don't know. But I had this kind of like chip on my shoulder almost where I felt like I really had to do everything and be good at everything. And it, it just wore me out. It like made me so tired and just so not focused. And I remember Michael specifically telling me like, you don't have to do everything. You hire people to do the things that you're not good at. You know, let go of your ego. And that's how you'll really thrive. And that has been instrumental in my career, in my management style, the way I live my life. Because I think since then, you know, one, I'm not afraid to ask for help, question if I don't understand something. And I don't have to be like the smartest person in the room or the person that is doing everything. Like now I don't want to do anything. I'm a delegator. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, 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 and I had to learn to, to do that because I just, again, was this person that was that I want to be smart. I want to like being busy means that I'm really smart and I'm doing everything. It's like, no, it just mm-hmm. means that you're not kind of uh, focusing on, on the right task. So that was one huge one. And then in the last, I would say a couple of years, again, Michael, I mean, I mean, he's really like my mentor. He, you know, has a lot of feedback about, you know, managing your emotions and making decisions 
without emotions. Because I think a lot of times when we are very, you know, upset about something, we might make a rash decision. Or when we're very excited about something, we expect something else and then we're like let down. And so he always kind of reminds me to, especially when things are tough, like obviously in the start of COVID, you know, our business dropped significantly. And I was like, you know, had to shift our whole entire marketing plan and I mean, everything was canceled and I was like freaking out. And obviously, you know, being a public company, you see your stock, you know, going down and you're just like, oh no. And it was that kind of advice that allowed me to, you know, keep my mind calm and steady and help make really big decisions for the company and that it will affect a lot of people without it feeling super duper kind of emotional. Like I, I took my time and really thought things through and made sure that it wasn't out of fear, out of anger, or obviously sometimes the opposite. It's like out of happiness and excitement. Oh, that's hard. It's so hard because when you take <laughs> such pride in your job and it feels like your baby, it's really difficult to take the emotion out of it. But I think something that helps me is like having a soundboard of people within the company who when I'm I'm feeling a certain way about something, I think that's why it's like so amazing. I have a co-founder, Lauren, in Summer Fridays because whenever I feel something very strongly, I can just vent it out with her first before reacting mm-hmm. and then like really think through. But it's so hard to not be emotional when you care about your your business so much. Oh my God, it's so hard. And like, and so much is writing on on a decision or on your feedback or whatever, right? But I've also know that I've been the opposite where it's like making really fast decisions, you know, and not really thinking it through and just like kind of feeling the pressure or just feeling, you know, anxious. So I just like kind of commit to something hastily. So that has been kind of instrumental, both those things. And in the last, honestly, like 10 years of my career to make sure that I'm kind of just more calm and and steady with my decision making and also again asking for help and 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 not feeling like I have to be good at everything because no one is like good at everything. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found anyone who's good at everything. Has becoming a mother changed how you think about work or how you manage people or think through those emotional decisions? Yes and no. I think, you know, I'm I always try to to lead with compassion and empathy. I'm a very I I didn't realize this, but I think I was always kind of a very motherly person. And I think, I guess I was already like that with my team, but you know, sometimes when someone's having a bad day, like instead of being annoyed with them, you know, I try to take, again, I manage my emotions and try to think through like, what are they going through? You know, maybe they're fighting with their boyfriend, maybe something else is happening at home that I don't know about and just kind of, you know, be a little bit more patient. And I think that patience has also definitely come into play being a mom because obviously having a two-year-old is, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> you have to be so patient with everything. And maybe it might just be either be a mom or getting older, but definitely feeling more empathy and compassion and, and just being more patient because you just, you just don't know, you know? And, and I feel like everything kind of has its own time, I guess. And she's just the cutest. And I just love every time you post her because <laughs> she's so adorable. And I've even oh. got to go on tubes trips with her. So. Hi, thank you. Yeah, I know she's getting so, so big. I can't wait. 
to like see each other again. It makes me kind of sad sometimes. I want to ask, so you recently launched a podcast. Tell us about the podcast, where we can listen to it, who you have on your show. Thank you, Mariana. I think that it's going to be like a one-time thing for me. I'm looking for a host. So Mariana, if you want to host (laughs) the next Revolve season. But, you know, we launched this new campaign and new initiative called Revolve You earlier this year. And we really wanted to show a different side of the brand. And this was really inspired by people like you, you know, like people follow so many influencers, but I think sometimes people forget that an influencer is so multi-hyphenated. They have businesses, they are moms, they are running like so many different projects at the same time. And so that was really inspired by all these people. And so we wanted to extend that platform beyond just, you know, kind of like the live uh, YouTube uh, sessions we were doing into a podcast. And so all the guests that I have had on the podcast, I did 10 of them. You're going to be on it, which I'm so excited, have all been, you know, part of the brand in some capacity. So, you know, we have Lindsay Peoples-Wagner, who's the you know editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. She was one of our keynote speakers. Miranda Kerr, you know, we started selling her products again recently. Obviously, for you, we've worked with you for, for years and obviously carry Summer Fridays. But it's really just a great list of people because we do have one man <laughs> um, in, in the podcast, Michael, as just to learn and to go through kind of their, not just their career journeys, but really their personal journeys. And I think what I've learned listening to a lot of them is I tend to go to kind of just, you know, how they do define or, or redefine success. Every person that I interviewed, are they're so successful. You know, they've really checked off so many of their goals and it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, Jen Atkin, like just seeing, you know, everyone who kind of knows her story, but seeing her where she started, you know, career wise, but now where she is as a person, emotionally, mentally, et cetera, it's, it's really fascinating. So I had such a good time recording it and it is a lot of work though, I have to say. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, this is another thing that you're adding on to your resume, but it was so fun to do and I want to continue to do it, but I don't know if I want to be kind of the host mm-hmm. forever. And it's available on Spotify? Yes, Spotify and iTunes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I think this is so helpful. So if people wanted to know about influencer marketing and brand marketing and more about Revolve, if people want to continue following you on your career journey, what's your Instagram? It's Raisa Girona, R-A-I-S-S-A-G-E-R-O-N-A. And also, of course, always at Revolve. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mariana. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.